Welcome to the Tour Junkies podcast for the Shriners Hospital for Children Open 2020. I'd like to apologize. I had a few beers in this one and it went a little off the rails, but we had a great time and it is presented by holisticwellness.com, our favorite CBD website right now, holisticwellness.com, that is H-O-L-I-S-T-I-K, wellness.com. You can use promo code TJ25 to get 25% off any purchase on the website. We've been using it. They've got all these awesome sub-brands of naturally made water-soluble CBD that you literally take out a stick of CBD, pop it open, pour it into any beverage, water, coffee, anything you got, pour it in there, stir it with the same stick, hot or cold, doesn't matter, and the water-soluble solution quickly starts working within just you know minutes, half an hour or so. And, and, and the CBD is all natural. They grow it themselves uh, in a greenhouse that is, uh, it's, just, it's just good stuff. It's good stuff. Our friends at holisticwellness.com present the podcast to you tonight. Find your stick. Promo code TJ25 gets you that 25% off. We've been using it now for about, I don't know, eight weeks or so. So go to holisticwellness.com. That's holistic with a K. Use promo code TJ25, 25% off. All their products available at holisticwellness.com. Find your stick, baby. If you need some CBD, they got stress, they got sleep. I like the sleep one a lot. It helps me stay asleep. I don't wake up in the middle of the night. Pat likes the stress. It keeps him from having the putting jitters out on the golf course. So there you go. Thanks to Holistic Wellness. Let's get to the Shriners Hospital Open. You gotta have a special guest, DFS, DB, and them long shots. From Augusta to Sawgrass, we got your picks, we got your stats. Catch a bus, catch a lap, sip some rolls, lay with Pat. Tour, 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 junkies. I feel like there's a lot of S's in this tournament name. Like, I don't know. I'm always wondering is it like Shriner, Shriners? Is it hospitals? Are there multiple hospitals? Is it children's? Is it the children's open? Or is it the shrine? Which one's showing possession? The hospitals or the children? It's just confusing. Shriners Hospitals for Children open. 2020. Here we are. Uh, I'm ready to go. I feel like that was how we were starting the show. But, uh, you know, yeah, the Shriners have hospitals, hospitals all over okay. the country. Oh, and there's right, children's, right. children's all over the country. So True. It's for everyone, really. Um, well, welcome, everybody. What's also for everyone is the Tour Junkies podcast. Here we are. I'm your host, David Barnett. Uh, low energy intro for me tonight. No big deal. No, MBD. Uh, I'll be good. Just, uh, you know, just just dealing with a little vocal fatigue today. Just a little bit hmm. of vocal fatigue, I think. Um, but I'm ready to go. You know what's going to help with that is uh, – Gosh dang! Is uh, is I'm not doing vodka tonight, Pat. I'm gonna do some there? Wild Leap ETA Transcontinental oh, yes. IPA. Ooh, did you see that squirt everywhere? That, was that stuff's that stuff's really good. It is very. I good. like that one and their uh, their golden. Yes. Their gold, their pure gold, golden ale, whatever they call yes. it. The thing I like about this IPA is it's not super hoppy. It's kind of like a little tangy citrus. It's very good. So, anyway, cheers to you. Your podcast juice tonight is what? 
No, I got a little wild leap as well, a little vodka with uh, just just a little kind of uh, club soda and kind of lime. Okay. Welcome to everybody watching along on YouTube, live commenting. Uh, we appreciate it. Go ahead and hit the thumbs up, hit the like, subscribe. If you're not already subscribed to the YouTube channel, you must do so. It's going to be a good show tonight. We're going to get into the picks, course breakdown, all the things you need to know for the Shriners Hospital for Children Open. Yep. Good job. Nailed it. Uh, we're going to get into that at the end of the show tonight at our Final segment, uh, we're going to have just the tip. But tonight, normally just the tip is like one, one small tip about betting or about DFS to help you out. Whether you're a beginner, intermediate, or you've been doing it a long time, you just need a little reminder. Uh, sometimes it's about your actual golf game, golf swing, whatever. Tonight, though, it's a special edition of just the tip. Myself and Pat Perry will be participating in my Champions Retreat member guest this weekend it's the biggest event of the year uh, at my club me and pat absolutely live for this weekend every year it's fantastic it's been postponed due to covid but this weekend is happening we are pumped and we're going to give you the the tips that you need to know if you are going to play in a member guest whether you're the member or you're the guest whether it's coming up or it's going to be next year it's the things that you need to know to set yourself up for victory before the tournament and during the tournament, during your match, we, this has been well-researched by myself and Pat. Mm. We've done this now three or four times between your club and my club. A lot of testing. A lot of testing. A lot of testing has gone into this. This is not some yeah. fly-by-night, just the tip, member guest tip, okay? We're, like, licensed and bonded to do this. So um, I'm excited about it. We're going to get into that. If you don't care, then you can just be done once we're done with the picks. Uh, Shout-out Wes Bearden. Gave us a little $5 tip on the on the super chat in youtube we've missed you wes you're the only one that ever pays us anything on youtube we've missed you thank you thank you friend I, you know you have access to that you see the chat and all that kind of stuff I, where does that money go i never see it do you like is you have like a little side account on youtube or something that all that you, like you talk about it, it like, like where's it that goes go? into the tour, tour junkies account it's just with all the riches we have you don't notice you, you don't notice uh, uh Okay. I just yeah. don't know if you, you had some way of, since you, you own the YouTube side of things that you just like, say, oh, you have a login too, bro. You could get on the YouTube account and see where it goes if you wanted. Okay. Um, all right. Well, you know, last week sucked, frankly, frankly, Scarlet, I don't give a damn to talk about last week. Sergio putted with his eyes closed, won his first tournament since the masters in 2017 and pissed a lot of people off. There's a lot of carnage. Uh, I kept waiting for Keegan Bradley to fall out of the top five, top ten. He didn't do that. Uh, our picks – actually, I, I went and looked back at it. Today, my podcast picks were not terrible. It got worse as the week went on. So, it was just not a great week for us. Well, I know I faded Sergio on the podcast. I mean, I, yeah. I know that for sure. I did Coming, have a, a, a couple six of six lineups, which was amazing to me. That's that's incredible. Um, coming off the big week before where we hit Hudson Swafford, first-round leader, and outright, it was whatever. It was a big letdown week. We're moving on. P you know, Peter Malnati pissed me off. I don't know if I don't know if anybody if it pissed anybody else off, but frankly, like, Peter Malnati can kiss it. You know what I mean? Like, first of all, I just – you know, he's tied for the lead, and he's just dad-shaming the piss out of everybody. He's over there frolicking around on a picnic blanket with his wife and kid for an hour waiting on Sergio mm. to finish to see if he's going to get in a playoff. Like, go hit some balls, dude. Go, go, go beat some balls. Go sweat it out somewhere. Don't dad shame all of us. Like, my wife's watching that like, 
oh my gosh, look at him. He's like, he's not even, he just, his only care in the world is that sweet baby and his lovely wife. And come on, dude. Like you're about to win. You can, you can, you can be in a playoff to win a tournament that you, you haven't won a tournament since the last time you won this tournament, like in 2013 or whatever it was. And he's over there just being like, it's just the dad move of the week. Like I needed, he needed to cut. If he'd have made the playoff, he should have come out with like his monarchs on, his Nike monarchs and his Dockers, and looking like you before you met me. That's what he should have. I was so irritated his with pleated pants. Yeah, I'm glad that my wife doesn't like to watch sports with me because I would have gotten it. It's like when they when she sees something on Facebook, like somebody on Facebook posts, like, "Oh, my husband did this wonderful anniversary thing for him for me that he thought of all by himself." Even though that's not really correct, that she right. probably hinted at it for like all a year long, and he did this and blah 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 blah. And then you know the wife comes to me and is like, "Look, your best look what your best friend did, you jerk." <laughs> Yeah, it's just the same thing. My, my, we'll, we'll move on right after this. Last weekend, one of my good friends, who's a total idiot, but he's he's funny, has been married for 13 months, okay? Realized last week that he never signed the marriage certificate, and therefore his wife could not go to the DMV and change her name on her driver's license. That's how they found out. Later on in the night, Kristen, my wife, is like, well, Joe brought Alicia flowers. And I was like, well, Joe brought Alicia flowers because Joe's dumbass and didn't sign his marriage certificate after 13 months. That's why Joe brought Alicia flowers. Like, what? You want me to what, you, you want me to do dumb stuff like that? What are we talking yeah. about? Yeah, you need all the details. They don't get all the details. They just it, it's, like, it's like the news media. Women, why is it like the news media? It's like half the information. Leave out all the other half. Just – yeah. Doesn't matter what side you're on. Like, let's just leave out the key pertinent details and make up whatever narrative we need to make up to support us. Anyway, Peter Malnati, screw you, man. Uh, I'm I'm over that. Um, all right, let's get into this. Shriners Hospital for Children Open 2020 TPC Summerlin. We are in Vegas, baby. Vegas strippers and blow. Pat, hit us with the course breakdown, buddy. Okay, uh, great lead in. Um, yes, so we are at TPC Summerlin this week. Great, great course. It is a par 71 playing 7,255 yards. Um, I wrote down 144 players, T65 and ties make the cut. I think that's what it is. It's kind of flip-flops flip, flip, flip between 156 and 144. Easy for uh, me to say there. Um, Typically, though, this course plays very easy. We've seen around 20 under wins, so scoring is definitely key. Um, now, a little outlier a few years ago, Patrick Cantlay won this tournament at nine under in 2017. Um, he almost won it again last year, by the way. I think he was in a playoff. But um, there was a lot of wind. It was kind of crazy that year. Yeah. Just played totally different. So, kind of throw that year out and right now I'm not seeing anything like that so uh, you got Bermuda grass from tee to green this week with bent grass greens that they usually have running very quick on the stint meter uh, there's not a lot of danger off the tee as far as water hazards are concerned they're, they're in play on four holes uh, it's ranked as one of the easier courses on tour the last four uh, few years um, you know despite the fact that it's easy and most of the time when you think about an easy course you think well you maybe not have you know, you know, fairways are probably easy to hit and you don't need to have driving accuracy. Well, actually, if you look at the stats over the last few years, 
driving accuracy has shown up as one of the key things this week that you need to do because you've got to be in the fairway to attack these greens. I think that's going to be something that's important. Uh, obviously, we always talk the Bombers definitely have a have a, an advantage, but I do think accuracy off the tee does matter this week. Um, you know, I think scrambling is a stat that I looked at this week. It's something that we've seen in the past. It's shown up well here. And I'm definitely looking at recent form in your course history here. I think that will be as important as well. But this is just a ball strikers course. And these guys got a score. So as I mentioned, you want to look at those scoring stats like birdie or better percentage, opportunities gained on Fantasy National, that kind of stuff. Our past champs, 2019, we had Kevin Na. We had DB's favorite, Bryson DeChambeau, in 2018, who is in the field this week, first time since the U.S. Open. We have Patrick Cantlay in 2017. Rod Pampling. Rod Pampling in 2016. Rod Pampling. And then in 2015, just the wonderful Smiley Kaufman. Got us just, just lit it up on this final day. I think he was nine or ten under and uh, won his first tournament in 2015, blew up onto the scene, and then all came crashing down. But he is in the field this week, actually. So um, what I missed, I'm sure I missed something. But there you go. This, that's TPC Summerlin for you from, from, uh, from Pat's view for the Shriners Hospitals for Children Open in Las Vegas. There you go. Yeah, I mean, uh, course plays a little bit at elevation. Did you say that? I don't think you said that. Mm. Did you say that? A little bit yeah. of elevation here. Ball can go a little bit further. Uh, similar to last week, uh, bombing is not a prerequisite. Definitely beneficial. Uh, I, for one, am going to lean longer hitters, but I, I de- definitely I probably, probably always will. So it, it is what it is. Uh, bent grass, definitely looking at bent grass, putting over the long-term strokes gain approach. Yep. Uh, DraftKings scoring uh, opportunities gained is something that I really waited this week, courtesy our friends at Fantasy National Golf Club. If you're like, hey, what is opportunities gained? Well, it's a proprietary stat to uh, Fantasy National. It's our one-stop shop for golf stats and information on the PGA Tour. And now the Corn Ferry Tour is on Fantasy National, which I think the Corn Ferry Tour data on Fantasy National is – excellent and there is some there's an edge out there with corn fairy right now especially in the betting markets you can take a look at all that data and really take advantage of some numbers on the old books there so um <clears throat> I, I like that on fantasynational.com if you go to fantasynational.com slash tj use promo code tour junkies or whatever and go to the dot com slash tj you'll get 20 percent off your membership whether you pick weekly monthly or annually and if you change memberships, you still get the 20% off. Fantasynational.com slash TJ. Opportunities gained is the stat I like. And what that tells me is guys giving themselves chances for birdies. It means they either get on the green or on the fringe 15 feet or closer to the hole in, re- in or under regulation. Uh, so I'm looking at that number, looking at distance. Uh, obviously, for DraftKings purposes, for DFS purposes, ownership's a big deal. Got to make sure you have some ownership leverage in the lineups. I tell you, last week, you know, there was a lot of opportunity to have some some ownership leverage. A lot of chalky names missed the cut or just didn't play well. So it was one of those weeks where if you fade all the chalk, you probably come out on top. Um, we'll see if that's the if that's the case this week. Definitely a stronger field, 
strongest one we've seen, you know, since the U.S. Open. One of the stronger fields we probably will see here in the fall season. Um, a lot of guys like coming out here and playing in Vegas. Why wouldn't you, right? There's a, but there is always the narrative, right? Like young guy, Vegas, lots to do, liquor, strippers, gambling, yeah, that's uh, a, all the vices. An angle. You know, you got to worry about some of that. Yeah, you got to be wary of that. You got to be wary if you're a handsome devil. You're out there, you know, mixing it up with all the all the the ladies and the ladies of the night. You know, you could get into some trouble. So we'll be on the Are lookout. Are we in for, Vegas two weeks that. in a row? Also, we yeah, we're at Shadow Creek, which is fantastic. Love Shadow. See, Creek. I I think we excited might get to see a, that. I think we might get another good field for Shadow Creek. Actually. That's true. We, we mentioned we'll that, look at it. Um. Pat didn't cover this, but with the winners, I like looking at the odds, the outright odds that they were when they won. Last year, Kevin Na won. He was pre-tournament uh, 60 to 1. Bryson, the year before that, at 14 to 1. Cantlay at 20 to 1. Pampling at 300 to 1. Smiley Kaufman at 250. And then even before that, Ben Martin at 225. So we've definitely seen it shorten quite a bit in the last three years with Na at 60. Bryson at 14, Cantlay at 20. You know, a lot of that is due to full full FedEx Cup standings, a lot of the thing, the changes with the schedule. You have bigger names playing in some of these fall events. I think we're going to see shorter numbers come out on top. But, you know, it's uh, – I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that a triple-digit winner pop up here again. It could happen. So, uh, that's about all I got. You know, watch the weather, be mindful of the wind – um yeah easy course tons of birdies if if the weather is is benign so pat you uh you ready to get into this yeah i am let's go all right on. let's start at the top nine k and above we're going to give you three gpp plays or tournament plays if you're playing on dfs we're going to give you a cash game lock you know somebody you should play in 50 50s or double ups and then we're going to give you a name to fade um I will – I'll start, Pat. I, I got I to say, I really, really, really like a lot of cheap options in the 7K and 6K range. From a lineup construction standpoint, I am going to probably go heavily on studs and duds, play a lot of guys up here at the top, uh, and then go, you know, you know, have some, some guys in the lower sevens, sixes maybe, rounding out my lineups. Whereas last week I was actually kind of – towards the end of the week, I actually constructed a lot of lineups in the middle range where I think a lot of people went studs and duds. I just missed Sergio. Like, I just freaking missed Sergio. You know, I had Doc. I had – There was I a had, lot of uh, reason to miss him, though. I yeah, think. there was. Um, had Grillo, had Cam Davis, had Ventura, had Hoffman, had all those guys. Just didn't have Sergio. Mm. But this week, I, I really do like the top tier. And with the stronger field, you've got, obviously, more win equity in the names. I would say from about – and I'm actually going to throw Sergio out of here, but uh, I would say from about Paul Casey up, you know, that $9,200 range, you have a lot more win equity in this event than you did last week. So you're going to need to, you know, make sure you have the winner. They're more than likely going to come out of this tier. So uh, I'll start, um, you know, I think, I think there's going to be a few chalky names in here. Of course there always is. I think Scotty Scheffler and Matt Wolf are going to be pretty chalky. Um, if I have to play one, I think I'm going to, I like both. I don't mind either. So whichever one you want to plant your flag on, but I think I lean Scotty Scheffler 
at 9,400, checks a ton of boxes. He did play here for the first time last year. Didn't, didn't play great. I'm not, I'm not too concerned. Um, had a decent weekend, fought hard on Friday last week at the Sanderson Farms to make the cut. Ended up finishing T37. His first event back after the COVID, uh, the old Corvid, I'm not too concerned about. Uh, he had kind of a, a pretty abysmal, rusty tournament in terms of his iron play at the Sanderson. That doesn't typically happen for Scotty. So I see that as an outlier. I don't think that continues for him. Uh, and he arrives at a putting surface, unlike last week, that he actually putts pretty well. I mean, I say pretty well. Pretty well for him. Uh, he's always going to lose strokes on the putting surfaces, is what we've seen so far in his short PGA Tour career. But he does putt bent grass surfaces better than Bermuda, which is what we saw last week. So I think Scotty Scheffler, for me, and that value and that win equity – as good as it gets, uh, I like him a ton. It's really tough going above that. Like, I mean, a little honestly, if I'm on, I like English. I like Morikawa. I like Finau. I like Webb. I don't mind playing Bryson. I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go with Webb as a, as my second tournament play at 11K. Um, obviously, Webb's been playing fantastic. He's got a great record here. He's one of those players that can overcome lack of distance but he's not like he's super short anyway uh he gains strokes putting on every putting surface he's better on bermuda but you know here at bent he's it's not like he's terrible he's checking all the boxes that i mentioned earlier in terms of stats um i'm gonna play Webb at, at eleven thousand. i think um he has a chance to go a little bit under owned sandwiched in between people playing bryson and um and, and can't lay my, my third tournament play in this range is so hard. Um, I think it's between Morikawa and English, and I think I lean English from the putting standpoint. I, I love him here on bent grass greens. He loves bent grass greens. He's got a solid record here at the Shriners. I do think if you look at data golf, um, data golf tends to they, – they predict which golf tournaments, which golf courses tend to lean more uh, into course history being a thing. And this is one of those courses where – you know, course history tends to matter a little bit. So I'm going to go with Harris English instead of Morikawa here. Um, checks the box in greens and regulation, hitting fairways, opportunities gain, hits that box. Strokes gained approach, kind of middle of the field. We last saw him at the U.S. Open finishing fourth, whereas we saw Morikawa missing the cut. So I just think from a, a floor standpoint, English I like a little bit more. And then uh, my cash play is Scotty Scheffler. I think he's a lock at, at that price. Scotty Scheffler for cash is a lock. My fade, my fade is going to be the guy who's won this tournament and had two runner-ups, and that's Patrick Cantlay at ten thousand four hundred. I am going to plant my flag, a bold flag, on fading Patrick Cantlay. You know, it's tough, right? He's. I think he's going to be pretty popular at only ten four. You know, you could you could make re, you could make a case for him being up there with Webb, or maybe even price more than Webb, given the tremendous record here. Um, DraftKings does tend to weigh course history pretty good, but he's not. If you look over the last twenty four rounds, he's forty eighth in the field in approach, strokes in approach, ninetieth in fairways gained, and ninety fifth in opportunities gained uh, over the last twenty four rounds. Uh, which includes really only one decent finish, and that's a 12 at the BMW. And he putted the eyes out of it. He gained three strokes. He lost five on approach that week. So I just think, you know, 
we haven't seen a great Patrick Cantlay. U.S. Open 43rd. Northern Trust miscut. PGA 43rd. WGC 35th. Like, it hasn't been fantastic. He hasn't been top 10 in it. So, I think I'm going to take my chances. I think he'll be popular. I'm going to fade what I think is going to be chalky Cantlay. That's my 9K range. Yeah, I do think he is going to be very chalky. I don't have him as a fade. But, I mean, I, I get it. That's a – that's a bold call with, with a first and two seconds here uh, and almost two wins here. But um, for a guy that doesn't have a ton of wins on tour, it's you know, pretty good. But, okay. Uh, I'll start at the top. I like Webb and GPPs. I know I'm going to be eating a little bit of a chalk, chalk there, but I am for perfectly fine with him for all the reasons that you mentioned. I mean, the guy's just – he's in good form, top ten at the U.S. Open. Checks all the boxes here. I think he makes for a great play. And I do – I'm with you as well as far as strategy this week. I think you can definitely have a little bit more of a studs and duds type approach, especially in tournaments. So, I will play Webb Simpson. I am on Kyler Morikawa in GPPs at 9,800. I like him this week. Don't hate it. Look, I mean, the guy's just a stud. He played here last year, finished 42nd. We know he makes a ton of cuts, and, and, and that's not great for him, obviously. And you don't want a 42nd from him this week with, you know, with his price. But, you know, I mean, he's 13th in ball striking, 23rd in approach. He's third in the field in driving accuracy, 14th off the tee, 25th in that opportunities gain stat you mentioned. He checks the box and birdie or better percentage. So I think across the board, this is really a course that Morikawa could play well on and could easily win on. So I like him in GPPs, and I also like him as my cash play at 9,800. So I will play him in cash as well. Okay. You mentioned you mentioned Matthew Wolf. I am on him in GPPs, and maybe that's going to be chalky. I kind of didn't think he would be as chalky as maybe you think he is. I mean, I know he's in good form and all that kind of stuff, and he does check a lot of boxes. But there's so many guys in here that you really are going to have to kind of choose from that I just wonder, um, you know, what that looks like. You know, Hideki's right there. Um, uh, you know, I can't oh, people will be way more I cannot believe you did not mention Hideki. I thought for sure – the listeners thought for sure you were going to mention Hideki, but you didn't Listen, do it. I, I don't pick – I pick my spots with Hideki. I'm not constantly on Hideki. People hmm. think that. I'm not. But I will say over the last few weeks since the restart, it's paid off. So quit your pissing and moaning. Okay. I don't hate Hideki here. I really don't. For me, the fade this week is Jason Day. Um, mm. I'm not sure. You he's love ever, Jason Day. Yeah, and I do love it. Like scrambling wise, that that he definitely checks the box. Bent grass putting, he's like in the top ten in the field. Um, but outside of that, everything else isn't really all that great when you look at Jason Day. I mean, he's 81st in ball striking, 93rd in strokes gained approach. 103rd in the field in driving accuracy, 70th in opportunities gained. So I just don't know about I don't know about paying 9,500 for day. It's probably a decent price, you know. It's probably what he should be priced. But um, I'm going to fade him this week. I, I just I'm not I'm not a fan. And so uh, and you know I love playing some Jason Day, but he will be a fade for me this week. So GPPs Webb Morikawa and Matthew Wolf Cash Morikawa fade will be Jason Day. Yeah, and I don't mind that fade either. I think I think you know above like from Sung Jay up, really the only two players that I just don't feel great about at all, or, or that that I think are the easiest two to make a case to fade would be Cantlay and Day. So I think we nailed that um, in terms of what I was thinking anyway. 
And I think that probably means that from Sung Jay, Paul Casey, Sergio Fowler, those are going to be your lower owned plays in this range. So, you know, maybe, maybe we dig, dig deep into those by Wednesday night or so. And, um, and see if there's some, some reasons to make a case. And there probably are like these, these guys I, are I all really right. good. So it, it is what it is. You just got to plant your flag. I do think that with those big names from Sung Jay up, you're not going to have anybody who's like 28% owned or 30% owned. We had that last week. We had like, and I think maybe the week before, we, you have like four guys who are eating up 22, yeah, 24%. Yeah plus ownership. So I don't think that's going to be the case here, which means, you know, feel free to plant your flag on a couple of the names up here and then get your leverage somewhere else. So I think that that's very doable. Let's get into the 8K range. This is a really straightforward range for me, actually. Normally it's, it's a tough decision for me, but I actually came to, uh, I, I came to these decisions very quickly. For me, in terms of tournament plays, I'm going to give you two tournament or GPP plays, a cash play and a fade. I'm getting back on Louis Eustazen. He withdrew a couple of weeks ago. I hated that, um, but I, I, I want to play him. He's playing so well right now. His form is uh, is very, very strong right now. I love the way Louis playing. He's checking all the boxes. Give me Louis. And he's, and he's never super chalky at all, but he's got winning upside – you know, I don't know. And he's playing great. So give me Louie checks a lot of boxes. I'll take it. Um, and then give me Joaquin Neiman. Joaquin Neiman is a guy that I don't normally play for tournaments, but I could see Joaquin being like sub 10% here in the 8k range. And I think he's, I think he gives you some win equity. He's gives you some top 10 equity in his PGA tour career. His best putting surface is bent grass. Uh, did does have a top 10 here and a miscut, whatever. Checks the box and approach, screens and regulation, distance, um, you know, and, and I think, I think it's a good value for Joaquin, and he's, I think he's playing very confident too. I mean, third at Olympia Fields for the BMW, made it to the Tour Championship, didn't play well at East Lake, then he goes to the U.S. Open, finishes twenty third there. Um, now he did gain a butt ton of strokes putting at the U.S. Open, which scares me a little bit. Um, but I still think this is a, a good spot for Joaquin Neiman. He's taken advantage of the fall swing before. I think this is a nice spot for him. And I think he's going to give you some tournament leverage for sure. And you know who my cash play is. There's just no, there's no doubt who my cash play is. I will ride Cameron Davis Cameron all the Davis. way. Yeah. His now, you know, last week I was all over him. I said there were like three names that I might consider over him. Well, he finished better than all three of those names. Had him as an outright. Um, he was tied for the lead going into Sunday. Totally crapped the bet on Sunday. But now he leaves Bermuda, which is his worst putting surface, and arrives at his best putting surface over his PJ Tour career, which is bent grass. He gained strokes in every single strokes game category last week. He's a ball-striking stud. Can easily take advantage of these three par fives. Um, he gives you a tremendously high floor, I think. And I think the dude is ready to win. I mean, it's not like he really put himself into the mix on Sunday because he kind of fell off quickly. But he slept on an overnight lead, and he felt it. He was in the final group, and he watched Sergio take that tournament last week. I think it's a great learning experience for a young guy like Cameron, and the ball striking is incredible. If he's chalk, I don't care. I will pair him with someone else and eat it. So Cam Davis is my guy. 
my fade is going to be a guy who I was like so sick. I already referenced him earlier. I was so sick of watching his little ass play well last week. I'm like fall off the world. And that is Keegan Bradley. You know, he <laughs> came out and had a great first round and I go, here we go. You can't have a full Keegan unless he does really well day, day one, you, a full Keegan meaning, you know, shoot like a 64 day one and like an 80 day two, right? You can't have that unless you, so then I'm expecting it on day two. And what do I get? Not that. And then he ends up finishing fourth. Give me a break. He gained three strokes putting. Three. Do you know how ridiculous that is for Keegan Bradley? It's been – he doesn't do it often. Last time he did, he did do it at the Charles Schwab, the first event back. Somehow, by God's grace, he came out of quarantine and gained 3.7 strokes with the putter. That is ridiculous. He does that about two or three times a year. That's it. He's a terrible putter, a historically terrible putter. That's not happening again. Regression is on the way for Keegan Bradley. Um, you know, a mix, a pretty mixed bag here at the Shriners, a miscut, a 70th and a 7th place finish. Fade Keegan Bradley. I can't stand him. Not at 8,000. Like 6,800 Keegan Bradley, ball striking kind of contest, sure, but not 8,000. That's the 8K range for me. Okay. Well, we did not mention anybody uh, that was uh... – Mm. The same player in this range, mm. uh, which is good. You know, last week we had a lot of that, a lot of a lot of agreement. And uh, so I'm going to start with my first GPP play, and I'm going to start at the bottom at 8,000, Brian Harmon. Duh. I like Brian Harmon Duh. this week. Look, checks the box and driving why, accuracy. Why do people get on Brian Harmon? I don't understand. little cockbite. Remember his nickname in, in yeah. uh, college, cockbite? Well, I mean, look at the stats for him. I mean, you know, around the green, top 15 it's not in the good. field. I don't driving know what accuracy, you're looking at. Check, checks the box and driving accuracy, opportunities gained. He's in the top third in the field there. Okay, percentage. Sucks in distance, sucks in greens and regulation. I don't sucks care about the distance I approach. mentioned earlier. You know, is, is his history here is like bleh. Like he makes cuts, but like whatever. He's 8,000. He finished top 15 here in 2017 and top 20 last year. <laughs> That's not terrible. What are you That's talking about? That's a terrible about? pick. I hate that pick. I hate little right. cockbite, little Napoleon. Uh, Okay, well, go whatever. dogs though. Go dogs. He Harmon. is go he dogs. is in pretty good form, and so I like some Brian Harmon at eight thousand. I will play him in tournaments. Going up above that, I like Zach Johnson at eighty five hundred. Another guy coming wow. in and sneak sneaky good just form. He was T twenty. Yeah, just team. Can little, I talk? Uh, Can I talk? Can just you just team, like not comment for a minute? Just just team uh, can't hit it far. Okay, well, if you could just shut up for a second. I didn't do that while you were giving your picks. But anyway, Zach Johnson at 8,500. Last week was T23, top 10 at the U.S. Open. You know, you look at his stats, he puts extremely well on bent grass greens. He is, uh, you know, top 10 in the field there. And then overall, I mean, fourth in approach over his last 24 rounds. 28th in ball striking. 14th in opportunities gained. A stat you mentioned that you like. He's top 15 in the field there. He's 26 in birdie or better percentage. Another scoring stat that checks the box. So I think Zach Johnson makes a good amount of sense. And you know what? Nobody's going to take him. He's going to be low-owned in your tournament place. So if you want to gain some leverage, definitely take some Zach Johnson. I like him as well. My fade, before I give you my cash play, is going to be Jason Kokrak at 8,900. I just can't pay 8,900 in this field 
for Jason Kokorak. I do know he has played well recently. But you're going to pay 85 for Zach Johnson? Are you yeah, freaking mental? Yeah, huh? of course I am. Of course I am. Yeah. Um, Jason Kokrak is terrible putting on bent grass green. He's barely in the top 100 in the field. Terrible with his driving accuracy. I know he's got he's got the length that you love and you just fall for every time. But you know, I do like I do like a long I, I do like him long. Yeah. You know, what I mean, it's familiar I to me. I, I like familiarity. I get it. You know, that's you like something you're familiar with, so you go with the the yeah. you go with tiny things. I get it. Okay, whatever. But anyway, Kokrak is and in his form here is if you look at it, yes, he has made like his last five cuts. God, I that hate includes this range for you this a T thirty eight. A 74th, a T20 in 2018. I'll give him that. Did your T66 wife come up with these picks? And a T63rd at, at uh, last year. So he's played here like five years in a row. So, so you're ignoring the fact that he's 32nd in strokes and approach, 8th in greens and regulation, 18th in opportunities gained, 11th in distance. Like you're just going to ignore all that. No, he certainly – you ignore things all this the time. This is a presidential debate. You're just, you're just leaving out critical facts. You ignore things all the time. What do I ignore all the time? All the time. That's the dumbest statement. You ignore things all the time. <laughs> you do. <laughs> well, you're a duty head. I mean, what what kind of, what what are you talking about? We need a bet. I feel like this is a bet. Okay, how about this? Neiman. If I gave you a bad not, pick, ne- you would have somebody. Neiman, that, by the way, I like I, I like Neiman. One. By the way, this from a from a uh, betting standpoint this week. I think he's going to be higher owned than you think. I don't think you're gaining a whole lot of leverage at 8,100 with Neiman. He can't hit a fairway. He's 125th in the field in strokes gained around the green. You know, he's okay in opportunities gained and birdie or better percentage, but not really much better than so what's Brian your bet? You, I know you don't want to bet me on projecting ownership. <laughs> it's like we may as well just – have you lose the bet now? What What do you want me to bet on? Neiman versus who, or something? What do you want me to do? No, I'm not. I'm not trying to say that there's a bet. I'm just proving a point here that you ignore certain facts too. You can't. Hmm. You cannot look at these players one through forty four and say you don't ignore stats at some point. And there's some guys you just have a feeling about that, that aren't going to check every single box. You can't sit there and tell me that all your picks. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, you're every right. single box. And there's never going to be there's never going to be something that you ignore with that player. You can never tell me that. Yeah, and I have never told you that. Duh. You just like, said. I, I never... You just said you're ignoring the facts and you're leaving these out. That makes no. That you're you ignoring a lot, a numerous, a, a bountiful amount of facts. Like I, I mean, I, yes, okay, I'm willing to overlook that Joaquin Neiman does not hit a lot of fairways. But I, I like since when on the PGA Tour do you have to hit a lot of fairways? You'd have to hit a lot of fairways at Wingfoot. Give me a freaking break. This isn't Wingfoot. Like so, it, it it kind of depends on what the stats are that you're ignoring. And to me, because a guy I like do Neiman, believe who checks every you, other box other than unlike fairways, you, I believe that hitting he loves avocados. He has a week. smoking hot girlfriend. I mean, like what? I believe Zach Johnson that literally fairways, does one thing well. Okay, Zach Johnson putts well. Does not or, or, or hits it accurately. He doesn't have a smoking hot girlfriend. He he's he's uh. He doesn't hit it far. If you I mean, look at the top ten over the last few years, driving accuracy has been a key factor in I think their that's play. Cool. Well, go look it up. I did. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, you can go look driving it up. Driving accuracy is overrated. You'll see that when the member guest starts on Friday. I'll, I'll show you. Um, okay. There is something to be said for being accurate off the tee. When you are hitting the ball out of the fairway onto the green, you have a better chance of attacking a hole – and doing the things like 
having good opportunities gain stats, having good scoring stats, which you're going to have to have this week, than you do when you're hitting out of the rough. That's just – that's, that's science. Okay? <laughs> Jesus. All right, Bill Nye. Well, let me know when you're ready to make a bet because I, I, I would put a lot of people yeah. against ZJ and Harmon. I, I mean – or, or I will take co-crack on something. Like, I I literally hate every pick you just said. All right, why don't you start the 7K? I hate a lot of your picks. I hate a lot of your picks. But I don't, I'm, like, like, not that passionate about telling you how much I hate them. Oh, my God. You're already pissing well, me off. Well, maybe you should let them hang a little bit We haven't even got to the first T of the member guest, and you're already, put, you're already pissing me off. Here's the thing, by the way. Let's go to the well, – we'll talk about this thing. Yeah, give me your 7K range. Okay, 7K range. I'm going to start. This should be good. Okay. I'm going to start with last week's chalk bomb, and that's Denny McCarthy. I, first <laughs> off, I hated last week's chalk bomb. I said this in the, I said this in the chat. Everybody said, do you like, you know, like, we don't, by the way, always agree with the chalk bomb. There's the fade column. Can you see yeah, it? Yeah, nice. Look, I look good. Fine. The one name um, I wrote in all the players in the seven K range, my fade is Denny McCarthy. Okay. Well. Oh boy, this is gonna be a fun nut hut this weekend. Checking the this, box. This week, ball striking. Whatever day 14th it is. Fourteenth in approach. Seventh in fairways gained. Thirty-six in opportunities gained. He's fifth in the field in birdie or better percentage. He was the chalk bomb last week, and that didn't turn out so well. Because what happened? He was. Uh, hey, that was all Ben's doing. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't do that. He was uh, six last week. Um, has been in good recent form. Outside of the cut, miscut at the Safeway. I'll, I'll give you that. Um, has fantastic tournament history here. When you look at his last two years, he was top fifteen in two thousand nineteen, top ten in, in uh, two thousand or. Sorry, 2018. These, these, they put 2020 for last year, even though it was Good really God, 2019. Man. Drives me crazy. Anyway, he was top 10 last year. I like Denny McCarthy at 7,700. I think he's okay. a good play. You know. While we're on him, I have to combat this. But go ahead. Are you done? Oh, he's fourth, by the way, in putting on dead grass greens in this field. So I'll give you, I'll throw that one out too. Okay. Last week, Denny McCarthy gained five and a half shots T to green. I have a news flash for you, people. Denny McCarthy does not do that very often. In fact, he's that was only the second time in his entire PGA Tour record of 72 strokes gained events measured. 72. That was the second time he had he's done that. Second time. Does that sound repeatable to anyone? Does that sound like, oh, oh, Denny McCarthy gained 5.5 strokes on his way to his T6 finish? Does that sound like it's something that he's going to do again? No. Nay, I would argue. Nay. You know, Pat brings up his ninth-place finish last year at the Shriners. Well, guess what he did last year on the way to that ninth-place finish? He gained. He gained nine shots putting now denny mccarthy is a fantastic putter I he's a give good you that. putter i just pointed he's out very, he's fourth in the field and buddy very putting good putter there. you did point that out very good putter nine shots is even even for little denny is is quite the feat 
I feel like Ben was was getting into something last week, but Denny kept the train on the tracks, kept doing his thing. Now he enters a much stronger field. His price, 7700 isn't terrible. I'll give you that. Like, it's not awful. I'd rather have him over Brian Harmon, honestly. Um, but – you know, I think he's, I think he's a, a bold fade. You know, I, I've, you can tell on this show I'm planting my flag with some bold fades. Patrick Cantlay, your course horse, Keegan Bradley coming off a T4, and now Denny McCarthy coming off a ninth-place finish. I think he's a bold fade in this range. I don't see gaining five-and-a-half strokes continuing to happen. Um, and the putter can't be – I mean, it's just – it's going to be good for Denny. He's going to be positive, but it's not going to be – it's not likely to be as high as it has been. So, all right, continue with right. the rest get, of your. Can picks. I get going here? You're you're literally like the threesome that is behind you on the first tee that hijacks the. Tee oh wait, says, when you said threesome behind you, I was like, whoa. This is what happens. You get the threesome behind you that's on the. They're, they're saying, all right, you, hey guys, we just have three, and we're can we just go ahead and tee, tee off in front of you? So you just hijack the tee. And then well, you, you go quit, on, you and then guess what so happens? hundred percent of the time, hundred percent of the time, the fourth comes driving down the fairway. That's you, like showing like, up late, or or no, that's... because you because you lost your you left your club three holes ago, and you had to go back so and find it. That's you. You're the fourth. The Are you the fourth like... in this story? I think you're the no, fourth in this story. No, no. Yeah, yeah, you're I the I one. You left on your time. pitching wedge like three holes. I tee ago. off on time. I may show up on the tee, but I always tee off on time. But <laughs> yeah, the, you show you're, up on the tee. You're literally like the 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 hijacker of tee boxes. That's what you are. Like I was doing the seven thousand range, and you just went in there and went into some huge thing that nobody really. Well, you said the name, and so it was. It didn't make any sense to come back to it. Yeah, you might as well just duke just it out right when there. you got to fate. Your fate. You could have done that. Um, anyway. Uh, where was I? Uh, I'll also take as a GPP play. I like Mr. James Hahn at seven thousand. Oh. Another guy. Okay. Who's in some some pretty decent form when you look at it over you know the last couple weeks. I mean the guy has uh not, he's not you know a, a a name that you just sit there and and love to play. But his last two tournaments at the Safeway and at Punta Cana, he's finished top ten in both of those events. Uh, you look at his tournament history here. He's made the cut the last four years with the T15 back in 2017. Um, I, I think James Hahn makes a lot of sense in your tournament lineups this week. And from a stat standpoint, I mean, checks the box around the green, off the tee, driving accuracy. I mean, I think he's a, uh, he's a good player. I like him at 7,000. So he is another guy that I will plant my flag on, as you have said a million times. The next guy that I will go with is Mr. Christopher Ventura at 7,100. Yeah. We saw him play fantastic last week. You had an outright bet on him. I will go with him once again. I'm riding the hot hand. I think you can do this. There's a, another guy I'll mention in the 6K range that I think you should also ride the hot hand with. And Ventura definitely checks the box. Ten, top 10 off the tee, 12th and birdie or better percentage. He's top 40 in the field in ball striking. Um, he actually did play this tournament last year. He missed a cut, by the way, two years before that. But he top 20 last year with a T18 finish. So I like Mr. Ventura there at 7,100. He will be another tournament play for me. Cash play is a guy that I faded last week, and it, it faded him. It was, it was a very ill-advised fade, just like Sergio Garcia was, which we all couldn't see coming 
But this one is a guy who has been playing really well, and that is I'm playing in cash Sebastian Munoz at mm. 7,900. I don't think you can fade him. The guy has just been fantastic. I shouldn't have faded him last week. He proved me wrong. You look at everything from form to the stats, all of that. I mean, he is – I think he's just a plug-and-play type guy that you can put in cash lineup. So, I will play him in cash. My fate is Cam Smith. I don't like Cam Smith at 7,800. I, I don't know. I just – I think he could end up being, like, a relatively, like, a good maybe low-end play, and he does have good history here with top 15s in his last two starts. But you just look at the stats. For one, everybody talks about him being a great scrambler. Well, I mean, he's like 42nd in the field in that category. He's 108th in strokes gained off the tee. Historically, he's a good scrambler. Yeah. 121st in driving accuracy. Doesn't check the scoring stats for me or ball striking. So I don't like Cam Smith at 7,800. He will be my fade in this category. So there you go. Rip all you want. You did Denny McCarthy. Okay. And I, we, and I, we found a while little you bit do of that. I got to get a quick refill. So you, all right. We, we found a little bit of the same thing, Mojo, going on. I actually had Han and Ventura as potential names. I did kind of like Ventura. I definitely like Ventura is going to be chalk. He's going to be 12 to 15% owned. Um, it's $7,100. That's super cheap for him. I, I even honestly think you could play him in cash. This, this is crazy. Like last year before the season started, I thought Ventura was going to have the rookie year that like a Scotty Scheffler had. And he just didn't, he, he did not have it. But I guess, you know, he's a late bloomer, right? He's a late bloomer. Um, you know, pubes came in, you know, one summer after most of the guys for Ventura. And here he is. He's playing well. He's on he, – he's getting some some momentum. Going into Sunday this this past week, I had Davis tied for the lead at written up in the, in the betting card at 50 or 60 to 1. Had Hoffman, like, three shots back at 70 to 1. And Ventura, two shots back at 75 to 1. They all three crapped the bet. I think you learn a little bit, and I love the value of Venture at 7,100. Hard to pass that up. So I'll try to give you a few names. Now, the first one I'm going to give you, I think, is also going to be pretty popular. But $7,000 is too good, too cheap to pass up on Luke List. The inconsistency in the recent form, I don't like, okay? He shouldn't have missed a cut last week. He sucked with his irons. Normally, he does not. Even despite the poor two rounds last week, over the last 24, he's 37th in this field in approach. 12th in greens and regulation, 7th in opportunities gained. He's one of the longest hitters on you know, in this field. Uh, and he's got a pretty decent record here at the Shriners with no missed cuts and three top 20s. I think Luke List at 7K is a tremendous value. And although maybe a little popular, I, I think he's still worth a play. Now, I think I'm going to give you a little bit of ownership leverage on this next guy, and I'm probably going to have to sell you on him. And that is Adam Hadwin. 7,100. Now, he's a short knocker I'm getting behind, but he's only 7,100 bucks. So, I get a lot of salary relief, and he's going to be super low-owned. Great putter, good on bent. Um, in his last four attempts at the Shriners, a T4, a 27th, a miscut, and a 10th. Now, you may look at his recent form and go, ugh, recent form is not that great. All right, well, let's take a look at the golf courses that we're talking about. Here are his recent results. U.S. Open, wing foot. Remember it? tough 54th bmw olympia fields remember it freaking tough t40 northern trust that's a fedex cup event incredible field he missed a cut oh well pga harding park pretty tough 58th wgc st jude 
Not a super tough course, but it's a WGC event. He finished basically DFL. But listen, he's playing tough events, and, he, and his finishes aren't great. And I think that's throwing a lot of people off, and I also think it's making the stats look pretty weak for him. He doesn't check a lot of boxes. He's a, he's a, he's a fairway-finding, putting Canadian, okay? Um, but I think, there's, I think there's some leverage there, and I think there's some upside because he likes this place. He likes Vegas. He's a, he's a family man. He's like freaking Peter Malnati, but the Canadian version, so he's not going to be out running around you know, getting, getting hitched a, 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 some, some hoe that he met on the street by accident and then forgetting it the next day. And he's standing on like number four and remembers he just got married the night before he's not going to be doing all that. You're not going to have that. So I, I think that's a benefit. So I'm going to go Hadwin, uh, Luke list. Yeah. And then I'm going to go back to the well. I can't stop. I can't stop Siwoo Kimming right now. I can't stop it. The C Siwoo Kimming is, is all over me. He's at 7,500. People continue to not really play him that much, but he continues to, to make cuts, grind it out, give you some winning upside if he could ever put it all together, for crying out loud. Bent is now his best putting surface. You know, it is his best putting surface. It's the only putting surface over his entire career that he's actually gained strokes on is bent grass. I would have boxes. That for I know, you wouldn't have. He's never missed a cut at the Shriners with a 15th and a 25th that are his best finishes. T37 at the Sanderson, whatever. Who cares? It's a birdie fest. Siwoo likes birdies. Siwoo likey the birdies, okay? Go with Siwoo. Those are some – So those are my guys. I think you can play Luke List in cash at 7,000. Despite the up-and-down recent form, I think you could play Luke List in cash. He'll be my cash play. There you go. Uh, that was an incredible job by me, if I do say so myself. Um, can you give me a quick rundown on what you just picked? I, I actually very much agreed with you on Ventura um, and also like James Hahn, had him written down. But officially, my tournament plays were List, uh, Adam Hadwin, and Siwoo Kim. List and Cash, McCarthy is my fade. Okay. Why don't, uh, why don't you go in the 6K and I'm going to go get another beer because I'm about to get my throat's feeling better. Because I'm drinking these uh these wild leap EP ETAs, and I need another one. Okay. Okay, pumpkin. I'll start with that. I will 6K. start here in the six K range with my first Jeep. Well, they're all GPP plays, but I'm going to start with Mister Scott Stallings at sixty eight hundred. I like him a lot this week. You look at the stats here. He is 33rd in the field in ball striking, 11th in strokes gained approach. He's 19th in opportunities gained. He's 20th in birdie or better percentage. So I think Stallings is a good guy that offers you a ton of upside who actually could even win. Like he could be the type guy that comes out of nowhere. I believe he is – I wrote it down. He's 150 to 1 on points bet. Um Pretty long number there, but for a guy that I do think has a little tiny bit of win equity, I love that one. That's a good one, too, by the way, that beer you got there. Um, so, and he's played pretty well here. I mean, he's made the cut the last four out of five years with the T16 being his best finish back in 2016. So, Scott Stallings at 6,800. I like him this week. I'm going back on a guy that burned me last week and, you know, I know you're going to hate this play, and I don't care. We can argue about this one, too, if you want to tonight. 
Um, but I'm going back to Chesson Hadley at 6,700. I like him this week. You look at his history here. It's fantastic. I mean, top 20 last year, T7 in 2018, T4 in 2016, or 2017. So he's played extremely well the last few times he's played at this event. And then you look at his stats. I mean, you know, across the board for a guy in the 6K range, it's really not all that bad. 50th in the approach, you know, top 50 in ball striking, checks the box and opportunities gained and birdie or better percentage driving accuracy and off the tee is not too bad for a guy in this range. So even though I took him last week and he did not, uh, he didn't come through for me because he was showing a little bit of form. Um, you know, he did miss the cut last week um, after a T-51 at the U.S. Open and a T-15 at the, Sa at the Safeway or T-14 at the Safeway Open. God. I like Ches Chesson Hadley at 6,700. I think he is uh, certainly going to be low-owned and could be a good tournament play. And then I'm back on a guy that I don't understand, like, what he has to do to get a price increase, and I'm fine with where he is. Like, you, like keep, keep him where he is. But Tyler McCumber, it's 6,500. Yeah. I mean, he's done – He's all he's done is finish second. And then what was he last week? Sixth? Sixth last week. In his last two events, we know he's got plenty of distance off the tee. We know he's a great scorer. I mean, he is uh, – you know, I think it's just another good week to play him, and we didn't even get that much of an increase in his price based off of his form. So I will play a, a, a lot of McCumber here in this range. I like him a lot. Checks the box also an approach and ball striking. So at 6,500, he will be my third GPP play. So there you go. Stallings, Hadley, and McCumber are my three GPP plays in the 6K and under range. I think one of the reasons I'm I'm fired up, man, is I've had a I've had a I've had a good time. The Nut Hut got a major upgrade today. Mm. I don't I don't know if you if you if a lot of people know this, but the Nut Hut has moved to Discord, the Discord app chat service uh and i i had i had a lot of fun i was already on there today mixing it up in the with other nut hutters um talking it's a little bit of golf and having a good time and i think that is kind of i got i started drinking some beers a little early and i think that's why i'm kind of like this so um but anyway the the nut huts if you are a current nut hut member you need to check your email we have sent you instructions on how to access the new Discord private chat server. Um, if you already have a Discord account, you can simply use that existing Discord account. If not, you'll need to set one of those up as well. Um, but yeah, if you're not a Nut Hut member, I don't know what you're doing. Even even during the down, even the, during this like downfall season where everybody care all everybody cares about is the NFL, right? Well, screw that. Okay. We have Nut Hut members who have won nearly $3 million since the start, the restart in June playing golf. Okay. Um, we've got a ton of sharp members, even outside, of, actually, just not including me and Pat because we're not that sharp, but a ton of sharp members that are giving great data, great information in the Nut Hut 24 7. You can have access to it. And now that it's on Discord, it is even smoother, easier, more functionality. It's going to be fantastic. We're having a great time in there already today. Um, thank you to everybody who's already gotten in there and, and gotten started with uh, the Discord app. It's a lot of fun. Go to tourjunkies.com. Click on Nut Hut. You'll have to register there to sign up. You won't be able to sign up straight from Discord. So you have to go to tourjunkies.com, Golby's Nut Hut. 
go ahead and register. It's $10 a month. That's it. $10 a month, not $10 a week, $10 a month or $90 for the entire year, the entire PJ tour season, 50 events that you will get chat access to me and Pat and to Ben, to other sharp nut hut members. You get a great community. You get 20% off anything that you ever buy on the tour junkies store. Uh, as long as you're a member, we bring you the inside caddy information that we get every single week. Some of that is good. Some of that is not. Um, what else do you get? You get all kinds of stuff. You get first access to any uh, tour junkies events that we're going to do, which hopefully those come back in 2021. Um, you get extra bonus codes and extra percentages off certain uh, deals we make with sponsors, with advertisers. It's a great thing. You need to do it. But I had a great time in Discord this uh, today, and I think maybe that's why I'm I'm just I'm already three sheets right now. I had a good time too when I finally got in. Yeah, I saw that. Good for you. Okay, um, let's hear let's hear your six K range. You know, I actually I actually had written down McCumber. Uh, there's a there's a handful of names in here I like. I mean, Shink is the easy one if you start at the top. Like yeah, he's just like playing Shink. really good. He's solid. He he plays well at this course. I think Shink is is about as a slam dunk as it gets. You, you know, I love me some Gooch, man. I love when the Gooch is mm -hmm. loose, and I think he's loose right now. He's playing well. He checks a lot of boxes here, actually. Um, he's got a 16th place finish here, his first attempt out. Uh, Gooch has a lot of upside, I think, that, that a lot of these other names may not necessarily have. I think he has more upside than a guy like Chesson Hadley. You know, this, I don't mind the Chesson Hadley play, actually, believe it or not. Uh, how about Francesco Monar? We didn't even mention him. He's coming back, making his first appearance since the WGC Mexico has now taken up permanent residence in California and uh, making his first start back since the mm -hmm. restart, since old Corvid. So welcome back, Francesco. I'm not going to play you, but welcome back. Um, I, I think it's too early to jump ship on $6,600 Zinjun Jang. Um, we've been talking about him the last couple of events. Finished 14th at the Safeway two weeks ago, 11th at the Corrales. Missed the cut last week, um, so not not great there. But this is a guy who's played this event twice with the 16th place finish last year. Um, I think Zinjun is, you know, he's not the most consistent thing in the world, but damn, when the dude makes cuts, I mean, it, since the restart, this is what he's done. Missed cut, 10th place, 12th place, missed cut, missed cut, missed cut, 14th place, 11th place, missed cut. So he's, he literally misses the cut or he finishes top 15. Like, what more do you want? for a guy who's $6,600 in terms of a tournament play. He's got a ton of upside. So I, I think Zinjun is, uh, is, is great. Uh, Sepp Straka, let's get back on Sepp. He actually puts way better on bent grass in, a, in the sample size he's got since, it, since turning pro. His freaking bent grass numbers are light years better than Bermuda and Poet. And we know he's a good ball striker. He bombs it. Opportunities gained, checks the box. Why not a little Sepp Straka? And then if I'm going to go, like, I don't know, if I'm going to go, like, super low, I think I think old Justin Suh, where's he at? Where's he at? He's a, yeah, he's a 6,200. College standout, 14th place finish a couple weeks ago at Corrales. Um, I think Justin Suh may be the cheapest play I'd go. So there you have it, Pat. Boy. I am feeling a lot of good right conversation now. there in that uh, and disagreement and agreement in the Shriners. It's okay. I'm okay with that. It's fun. Okay. Oh, man. 
Boy, uh, by the time we get to um, the member guest stuff and the uh, Tour Junkies uh, After Dark DraftKings YouTube show that we do, I'm going to be full-on face numb. Beer, beer, beer drunk. Beer. So, you had a few, so you must have had a few before the show. I had two before the show. Yeah, those are they, – they got some potency. Yeah. Yeah. They're quite potent. I'm pretty sure. Uh-huh. Okay, um, let's talk sportsbook plays. We're looking at DK. We're looking at points bet. By the way, if you are in a state where it's legal, or if you're not, you can still set up an account, and they will notify you once it becomes legal. It would really make us happy if you sign up at points bet using promo code TJ250. Guess what? That two fifty means something. It means you can get a deposit bonus up to two hundred fifty dollars if you deposit. Points bet will match. Um, actually, we found. I mean, if you compare a lot of these outright numbers, they're better on points bet. I mean, DraftKings has a number of them, but you know, you got to shop lines. There's a few that you can. Yeah, I have a. I have three or four on both sides here. Yeah. that uh, I like. So promo code TJ two fifty. Go to points bet. P-O-I-N-T-S-B-E-T. I think I spelled that right. Dot com. Uh, Pointsbet.com. Legal in like New Jersey, Iowa, Illinois, I think for now. Coming soon to like Tennessee, Colorado, all those places. Tennessee, Colorado. Gamble yeah. responsibly. But uh, definitely use TJ250. We would really appreciate that. They, they, they help. They, they give us a little love when that happens. And it makes them say, hey, we want to keep working with you guys. All right, Pat. Uh, where are you looking? Where are you looking? outrights well there's not a, you know I, there are some times when i like to go a little bit shorter but there's really not anybody that strikes my fancy that short other than, other than brian guy, Harman and zach johnson yeah well, they're just short in stature but mm. um other than a guy you mentioned when we were talking about the 9k and above range that you weren't necessarily on but you might look at a little bit harder later in the week Ricky Fowler at 35 to 1. I think that could be a decent number for him. I think he can so I like win, him. Though. You think he's going to win? I don't think he's going to win. I think he easily could. He's he's one Easily could? Come on, man. So I like Ricky Who's Fowler. Who's more drunk at here? I like Ricky Fowler at 35 to 1, despite my interrupting co host. This, like, <laughs> you know, interrupts all the time. Um, your boy. Joaquin Neiman at 70 to 1, I think, is a really good number. You hated on Joaquin Neiman. No, I didn't hate on him. You mentioned you, I didn't hate on him. I just was giving you an example of a difference in stats and things like that, how you can point on different things. So I like you're Neiman talking out of both sides of your mouth, standpoint. Senator. You're, no, you're... no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I didn't say I wasn't necessarily going to play him. I just point was pointing out a difference because I was, he was like, there's only a few guys in the 8K range. And he was one of the guys you like. I do think he's going to be higher owned than you think he is. But I like him in betting at 70 to 1. Joel Damon is at 140 to 1. You didn't, we didn't mention him at all on the podcast. I think, yeah. you know, he, he's a guy that could be, a, a you know, someone that, that could, could win this week. Adam Hadwin is also 140 to 1. Now, those last four that I mentioned are on DraftKings Sports. But, but switching over to points bet, I like Abraham Answer at 60 to 1. I like Doc Redman. 
at 70 to one. He was another guy that I think pops in DFS that we did not mention, mm. but I like that number at 70 to one. And then a guy I mentioned in the 6K range at 150 to one on points bet is Scott Stallings. I think that makes a lot of sense there to, to put a few, few dollars there on Scott Stallings. So there you go. Okay. Uh, I, I think I would lean a little shorter than I normally do this week with a lot of big names up top. I, the first name that really attracts my, you know, my monies, my monies to, to be thrown down in a wager would be on uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, and that is Louie Oosthuizen at 40 to 1. A slightly better number than points bet. Love Louie. Talked about him on the, on the DFS side. In incredible form, winning upside, checks all the stat boxes. Love Louie. Again, I'm skipping guys who have like I don't think I don't really see a first timer with a ton of win equity here. I think it can happen, but I don't really see a lot of first time win equity in a field this stacked up at the top. So while I'm tempted to go like Cam Davis sixty six to one because I freaking love Cam Davis and I may still, I, I would rather an eighty to one Siwoo Kim longer number probably a much lower floor than Cam Davis, but the ceiling of, of winning for a guy like Siwoo who, you know, won the players championship um, and has won, you know, a couple of PGA tour events, 80 to one. I like the number. Um, a guy I did not mention in terms of DFS, but like Siwoo is a multiple winner on the PGA tour is Brendan Steele. He's a hundred to one. Uh, by the way, Siwoo was on points bet at 80 to one better number. Brendan Steele, better number on points bet as well at 100 to 1. Can take advantage of the par fives, plenty long. Hate his freaking golf swing. You know, if he, if I got a bet on Brendan Steele and he's in it come Sunday, I am going to, I'm going to inject myself with some sort of, uh, some sort of sleeping medication just to let me go to sleep so that I can wake up. And then someone can tell me whether Brendan Steele won or did not. But either way, I don't have to look at his golf swing. However, I think he could do it here. If I want to go long, I think a kid who's fearless enough and has competed top 10, top 15, has not won. This would be his first victory on the PGA Tour if he won. But has competed in enough events and has the, the, the ball striking ability to play well here. Taylor Gooch at 150 to one on points bet. Uh, I'm sorry, DraftKings. No, points bet. 150 to one. I like that for Gooch. Uh, and then a guy I mentioned in the DFS section that either misses the cut or literally finishes T14 or better and has done so in stronger fields than this is Zinjun Zhang, who is at 200 to one on DraftKings. That is a that's a big number for a guy who has a bunch of top 15s on the tour. Again, albeit a bunch of miscuts, but Zinjun Jang, 200 to 1, I'll take it. I've got some top 10s and top 20s that I also think are interesting. Do you have any of those? I don't. Go ahead with those. You don't. Okay. Top 10, um, two guys at 14 to 1, and I like both of these a lot. Tringali and Sepp Straka, both at 14 to 1. Uh, both good ball strikers. Straka loves bent grass greens, puts best on bent grass. That's what he's proven over his over his uh, little over a year PJ Tour career. Uh, Twelve to one for a top ten. Joel Damon, who you mentioned in the outrights, 
Taylor Gooch, who I already mentioned, and Adam Hadwin, who I talked about on the DFS side. Uh, 12 to 1 for top 10s on those three. And then a few top 20 bets, if I'm looking at, you know, double-digit numbers here that I like. Justin Suh, who I, I mentioned in the DFS section, you know, college standout, great ball striker, hits it plenty long, great pedigree. A top 20 is feasible, I think, for him at 11 to 1. Nick Watney at 10 to 1. He's a Vegas guy, very familiar with this golf course, uh, can, can pop up and have a top 20 easily here. Uh, he's at 10 to 1. And then a guy who's been playing pretty well here recently in the last few weeks, another PJ Tour winner, just hasn't won in a long time, 10 to 1, Sean O'Hare. I think he's an interesting Sean 10 to 1 O'Hare. for top 20. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Cheers. All right. Check out DB's Big Balls betting card. Um, comes out on Tuesday afternoon with kind of my first thoughts. And then on by Wednesday, it's finalized. I basically tell you if all you had to do was spend, if all you had was $50 and you wanted to bet on golf, here's how I would spend that $50. You know, we're, we're 25 units up on the year through what, four events, doing pretty good. Just hit Hudson Swafford at 150 to one two weeks ago. Last week had a bunch of live numbers with Cam Davis leading going into Sunday at 60 to one, had Ventura at 75 to one, two shots back, had Hoffman at 70 to one, three shots back, all going into Sunday. They all three crapped the bed, but we've been really close. So check it out. And then, of course, Pat has his that he tweets, and it's called what? Pat's. Uh... Not that anyone cares, betting card. Yes. Um, that one comes out randomly. We don't know when. We don't have a schedule for it, but. Yeah. It may not uh, come we, out. We're now two weeks in a row. We have not hit a bet. We came very close with Tyler McCumber. Just two weeks, though. Two weeks. It's okay. Yeah, just two yeah. weeks. We came close. Well, actually, no, we have hit a bet. Oh, you, you hit Hudson Swafford. We hit the first, first, round, round, leader. first round leader. Yeah. We, we hit that. And then we almost hit McCumber at 225 yeah. to one. But it was either way. You were going to hit Hudson Swafford. I was going to hit that one. So, you know, it hasn't been a bad start. For Pat's not that anyone cares betting card. So you just got to look out whether it's going to be on Twitter. It could be on Instagram. It could be in, in the nut hut chat. It could we could, be we could mail it to you. Yeah. You never know. Like you got to be careful. Pat could literally write it out and like lick us, lick a envelope and send it to you in the mail. You got to be on the lookout for the Pat. Pat's not that anyone cares betting card. All right. That's it for Sportsbook Picks tonight. Let's get into the final segment of the night, everyone. This is just the tip. In just the tip, we are going to – we typically give you a tip on golf, like real golf or like on how to improve as a golfer or mm -hmm. um, a, a small tip that you need to know for playing DFS or betting on golf. Tonight, we're not doing that. My member guest is upcoming at Champions Retreat. We are going to talk tips for a successful – champion uh, successful member guest event so if you're planning a member guest or some kind of team event with your partner you know getting ready to go into the battlefield you know what i mean the battlefield of golf at a country club somewhere which is not an actual battlefield but you're getting ready to go there's things that you need to do long beforehand see people think see this is this is the problem pat people think that the battle is won that weekend you know or that day of the tournament mm -hmm. If that, is, if that is where you think it's one, you are wrong. You're going to lose. You are going to lose. You're going to get your ass handed to you. You have to be thinking about this way further out. You have to plan. You have to 
you have to get in the trenches. You know what I mean? And we're going to help you with that tonight. We have a lot of experience with this, as if, we do. as you have mentioned, and we talked about at the beginning of the show. Um, I'm excited to give folks a lot of good advice here. And there's a lot of different start? angles you could take with, you know, member guests and what some of the things you need to do. But like you said, leading up to the event is almost just as important as the actual event itself. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what has happened from my experience? What has happened this year? DB has constantly texted me. Pat, did you get a lesson last week? Pat, did you play? Did you practice? What did you do last week? Like, how is the game? Like, you got, like, if you're on the guest side, you got to be like, we got to massage that relationship a little bit too. Mm -hmm. Like, if DB says, hey, did you practice this week? You say, yes, I practiced this week. <laughs> yes, I did. Even though you all you did was maybe put a few, like, five balls. Like, you, you may do that. <sighs> No, I'm just kidding. You don't do that. You got to be real with your partner at all times. I think that's important. You got the whole be thing is built your... on trust, Pat. You got to be real with your partner at all times. You got to be, you know, which I've done with you. You, you've, you've gotten the full, full realness from me. But, um, you know, if you're the guest, play, practice, maybe get a lesson. Um, you just gotta, you gotta be with it. You can't just sit there and, and, and act like this isn't a major tournament like it's a what, major. Does phil, what does phil do before majors i mean he sets himself up yeah before he gets to a major he likes to play certain events he likes to you know play the week before which is what i did i played the week before i played this past week you know got a good gauge of how my game is and now i know that this week all i got to do is do some chipping and putting and i should be good come thursday when we start um or friday when we start so I think that's important. Um, DB, what, what, what would you say as a member, like what are your, your most important things that you're looking at or before the tournament starts? Let's not get into when it starts, but before. There's a lot of things that I think apply to both the member and guests. Number one is you got to work your handicap. This is why you can't think about it the week of, the day of. You have to work your handicap. Pro tip, if you are playing well, Okay, if you are starting to round into form as your member guest is approaching, I'm talking six weeks, four weeks out, play rounds by yourself. Okay, it may be lonely, but play rounds by yourself. This actually just happened to me. Currently, under the GHIN system, I am a registered eight and a half handicap. Now, uh, about six weeks ago, I was playing by myself and shot a 74. That I should probably, you know, based on that, I would be like a four and a half. Well, I don't want to be a four. I don't need to be a four and a half. I don't want to be an eight and a half. So if you play rounds by yourself, by USGA standard, you do not have to report, nor should you report that round because you're probably lying about it. Well, I'm actually not lying about it, but it is what it is. So play rounds by yourself if you feel yourself starting to get into form. Another big key. And, um, well, I, I'll save that one. Uh, take lessons, which we've talked about. I, I'm trying to get Pat to take lessons, take, take some lessons. Um, the, you gotta have for me, your wardrobe and your playlist help set the mood. Okay. 
and those are things that, that obviously only apply to the day of, but you have to think about them ahead of time. You can't just, you can't just roll up on number one and be like, Oh, sh- I need some music. Uh, okay. Pop hits. Bleh. Next thing you know, like Ariana Grande and fucking, you know, uh, you know, too much um, Lizzie, too much Lizzie. Lizzo, Lizzie, Lizzo. Lizzo, she's coming Whatever. off all over the place. And you're like, oh, yeah. fuck, this is terrible. I'm in a bad mood. I can't play and I hate my partner. You know, you, you, don't, you don't need that. So you got to think about it well ahead of time. And you got to consult with your partner. Hey, man, what do you like? What do you want to hear? What, what gets you feeling good? You know, what's the playlist? You got to have the mm-hmm. vibe. You need a team jam. What's the yeah. jam that when it's hitting the fan and you guys aren't playing good is going to pick you up? You know what I mean? Yeah. And For what did us, I do last, this past week? I texted you. I was like, you hey. You texted me. I need some of this, uh, some of this on the playlist. You said I need some Morgan Wallen on the play. I yeah. say I got you, I got you, done, yeah. done. You know, last year our song was "Curtains" by Lil Wayne. In the beginning of it says, "I ain't nervous, I ain't nervous. I swear to God, I ain't nervous." You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and we weren't nervous. We were not, and we wanted to let the people that we were playing with know, "Hey, mother effer, we're not nervous." And nothing says we're not nervous like Lil Wayne, who's forty, saying, mm-hmm. "We're not nervous." So you got to consult about the playlist. Attire. You know, you can make fun of people who, who care about their clothing. But at the end of the day, if you care about your clothes, you care about your person and, like, where, how, you know, your, how you look. You know what I mean? And you look good. You play good. You, play, you feel good. You feel good. You play good. You play good. Yeah. You, you win. And so that matters. You know, you don't have to be matchy-matchy. But, you know, Make sure your partner doesn't like some slouch out there. You don't want them to be. You don't want them to embarrass you, especially no, if you're you the member. Really you, good. you and yeah. Um, going, going. I'll hit this one and I'll I'll kick it back to you, Pat. This is along the lines of the playing by yourself round. You have to, if you're playing in the event and you are beating the team and it is done, like you're gonna beat the team, okay. But you as a player are about to play way under your handicap, like way under your handicap. You have to throw some holes, you know, especially if your partner is, is doing okay in those holes, you're going to at least tie. You know, you don't want to cost yourself the match. But, you know, if you're an eight and you're through six holes, you know, one over, you know, and you guys are crushing the other team, like you need to find a way to like, you know, have a, a TIA putting the ball and just, you know, hit the thing seven feet by the hole and then miss the comeback or, you know, you need to find a way to do something weird to make it look like your score is actually what it should be, you know, true to your handicap. That's very important. And, and hold your partner accountable to that too. If they're having a great round, you need to make sure you go, Hey man, I need you to throw a hole here. We can't have these guys reporting back saying that we're a bunch of sandbaggers. So anyway, that's something else important. Pat, what anything else for you? Well, I mean, now I'm moving into the actual tournament itself, and it has all, you know, the, the, the biggest thing is, look, we're going to be drinking during this, oh, uh, yeah. during this whole ordeal. Yeah, we are. And there's a lot of different aspects of drinking during a member guest that you got to take care of, okay? Um, first off, let's start with the – you know, first part of the round. If you're a drinker, if you're a drinker and you like to drink during a round and you don't feel like that that hurts your game, because some people it does hurt their game. Some you have to know your partner them, too. You, you got to know your partner. What what are they? You know, do they like to drink during the round? But how much should they get to? Like what their levels are? 
There's yeah. a lot of different levels. Like for me, if I get to a certain level, my game, it's, it improves. But I can't go beyond that level. So I have to stay there at that certain level. I like to start the morning off because we, you know, we play these, you know, you start early off with a little Bloody Mary, something that's not like, you know, too, you know, it's got some vodka in it. It's not terribly strong. It gives you a little bit, you know, kind of, if you got some nerves, gets a little, you know, gets those a little bit more relaxed. There's mm. some nutrients. I feel like there's some nutrients somewhere in Bloody Mary somewhere. For sure. Some nutrients. Yeah. Um, and then, after that, you have to be able to regulate the levels. And we talk about this, we've talked about this before. The TT to beer ratio mm-hmm. has to be in line. So Very important. You got to say If you're hydrated. drinking beers during the day, during your round, I mean, you may be drinking a lot of beers, but you got to have some TT going on as well with some waters mixed in. Don't just overload with the beers. And then all of a sudden you hit, you know, you hit the TT range, but you're not like rehydrating with some waters. Like you got to yeah. mix those waters in there with the beer. And then that keeps your levels right. Okay. That's how you keep your level right is the water. That's kind of like the most important ingredient in that level area. Um, that's important for me. DB has learned over the years for me, like how to really like, like regulate that. Yeah. Um, he knows also that I don't drink liquor on the golf course. I don't take uh, fireball shots and do that Oof. kind of stuff. Like that's not for me. That's I've learned that that's not for me. That takes you overboard. That takes you past the levels where you want to be for good play. So if you're just going to have some beers, you need to mix in some waters in there. You need to be TTing, um, and your partner needs to make sure that you're doing the TT and all that kind of stuff. I think that's important as well. Um, but I do like the Bloody Mary start. Just one. You don't need to go overboard. You don't need two to start. Uh, if you don't like Bloody Marys, I think the alternative is a nice little mimosa. Now, you may not like that. You may think that's not manly. But look, a little champagne and orange juice to start the day is not a bad It's not I'd rather a bad have a, a screwdriver. I'd rather have some vodka. Or a screwdriver. I like that, too. As I mentioned, though, I try not to get too much into the liquor during my round. But, you know, that's later. That's for later in the day, later in the evening for me. But I think levels, alcohol, that kind of stuff is very important during the the entirety of a member guest. And you and yeah. I have gotten that down fairly good. We've We're good not had an episode yet where where I have, like, totally gone overboard. Right. Which is Now, weird. afterwards, yeah, we've had that. Episode. Yeah, afterwards, we definitely had that. You know, I'm not one. I play worse if I get buzzed or drunk. Like I, I have to have no more than two beers a nine and no liquor. And in the mornings, I don't need a Bloody Mary. I need a coffee to just work everything through. Because the last thing I want is like the nervous, the nervous, you know, it's on the on the course. I don't I don't need that. So uh, I don't need a Bloody. I need coffee, and then that's it. So you got to know your partner. You got to be able to step in there and go, Hey, man don't take the fireball shot. Let, let's keep focused here. Uh, you know, and I think the last thing you do is when you get up on the first tee, you need to self-deprecate. You got to self-deprecate to the people you're playing against. You got to right off the first tee, you need to be the first one to it. Don't let them, if you wait, they will do it to you. That's the thing. If you wait, they will do it to you. And as soon as they do it to you, your mind banged and you're done. You have to be the first one to be like, 
what's up guys how's it going yep Dave, you know introduce yourself if you don't know him whatever you just got to be like i hope you guys are having fun i mean we we've played like absolute crap we you know we're we can't hit a fair we're we're awful. Like uh, this guy's a crap show. He's drinking too much liquor. We're done. Like you guys are going to smoke this. Are you cool? If like, if you guys are up by a lot, are you cool? If we just kind of just chill and take it real casual, you got to self deprecate right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Cause what that does is it transfers all the pressure to them because they get in the cart, you know, after the first tee shot, they're like, these guys are trashed. They, they can't. They're, 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 this is going to be an easy victory. <laughs> it's an easy victory. They're in a bad headspace, and and all the pressure goes on them. So when they start hitting bad shots, all they're thinking is, "Oh my God, we got to beat these guys." They they told us on number one that they're they're all they're totally yeah. screwed. If we lose to these guys, it's like it's like you know in college football, like when you're playing like the the Vanderbilt of the world. Sorry, Vandy. I love I love love Vandy, but like like if you lose, like you're thinking in your mind, like if I yeah. lose to Vandy, you can't lose to Vandy. What the hell? Like I can't lose to Vandy. Like the whole program, we just might as well blow it up. So that's yeah. what happens. That's, that's what, what happens. that's the mentality there. Yeah. So that's also key. Anyway, uh, that's our member guest tips of the week. If you are still listening or watching this, Godspeed to you. Thank you. Uh, we will be doing some Instagram stuff. Check it out at tour underscore junkies starting Thursday night should be pretty good. Friday and Saturday is the member guest. We have, uh, we've had, you know, this is our third year doing it at champions. We have both years. We've made money. We've, we've made more money. Um, we've, we've placed in our flight. We've gone into the final match both years leading the flight and then lost the final match to lose the flight and not make the shootout. So mm. we've been this close. We just need to make the shootout. And I would be happy if we just make the shootout. I'd be happy. That's all I'd I be happy about. too. But I also want to like this year, I would love to get off to a better start. Like, like get off to a start where like we get off that, to slow that start. last match doesn't necessarily mean, you know, if we win or lose that we're, we're going to lose the flight, but we'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, pull for us, cheer for us. We'd appreciate all the, all the T's and P's, you know, um, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching the tour junkies podcast. Whew. It's been a rough one. Uh, Mayor screens be green for the Shriners hospital for children open 2020. See ya.